The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Davo. All right, so there's been some embarrassing games this year, just as there are every single year for any major league team. But this one absolutely takes the cake for the Royals. As we welcome you to another edition of Clubhouse Conversation, Dave O on your dish. The Royals were thoroughly whooped. Or as Ned Yost even said in the press conference, spanked. 10-1 to tonight by the Tigers. And the game honestly could have been a lot worse had Detroit not waved the white flag and, and pulled their starters at the end of the sixth inning. I mean, the Royals did the same thing, so maybe it doesn't matter. But anyway, th- there's not too much analysis even needed tonight. What is there to talk about in this game? I mean, the Royals allowed 10 runs on 19 hits. Omar Infante had his customary defensive lapse and error tonight. Seems like that happens pretty much every game in the last three weeks. That's a little bit of an exaggeration, but at least once a series, we're seeing a double play not turned or maybe some effort not put out there or not keeping a tag on a runner for the right amount of time. Doesn't always run run on his grounders. Kind of on my, on my bad side right now is Infante. Um Anyway, don't mean to single him out tonight. It was a team effort tonight, and obviously it began with Jason Vargas tonight. Lit up by the Tigers at home for the second time this year in a Vargas versus Verlander matchup. Second time this year this exact same matchup has equaled horrible things for Vargas. You go back to May 4th, a Sunday afternoon at the K. It was Verlander and Vargas. Vargas that day went five innings, allowed seven runs on 11 hits with two home runs and two walks that day. Fast forward to tonight. Pretty similar start. I mean, seven runs and five innings last time. Tonight, five runs and three and a third on nine hits. No walks, struck out a one. Vargas's ERA now spikes up to 3.59. So just not a good matchup for Vargas against all those power right-handed bats or switch bats, however you want to look at it, for Detroit. They just nickel and dime him to death. Whatever reason, Vargas, I just... Eh. Some people say Jeremy Guthrie's a bad matchup for the Tigers, but at least Jeremy Guthrie back earlier this year what was it, nine Ks and six and a third, one-run ball against the Tigers? I mean, he's had some success against them. It was good against them last year. So, you know, the last outing, of course, left a bad taste in all of our mouths. But uh, tonight actually, honestly, was the, the, the pitching matchup I was most nervous about in this series. I mean, just, I mean, it's from the Royals' side, I'm saying. Not, not saying the opposing starter. I'm saying for the Royals, as far as the three guys going in this series, Vargas, Shields, and Guthrie, tonight was the one I was most nervous about. It's just not a good matchup for whatever reason. And it showed again. Casey and Lewis Coleman were both awful tonight. Liam Hendricks was good. Aaron Crow, decent. Tim Collins, good. Doesn't really matter, though. I mean, Lane Adams came in, got his first major league at bat. Terrence Gore, that was good to see. Both made out, but good to see them both out there with decent at bats. Would have liked to have seen Francisco Pena get his first major league at bat. I guess he's the only one left now on this roster with that one, but didn't happen. Anyway, only other thing to talk about tonight, really, is, is two stats that really stuck out. And thanks to Ranny and Giselle for this stat here. The Royals are now 25 and 75 over the last 11 years when there's 30,000 fans or more at the K. The last 11 years, there's been 100 games played with 30,000 or more and the Royals have won .250 that's 250 winning percentage 25 out of 100 with over 30,000 fans. The Royals have also now been outscored by Detroit at Kauffman Stadium 61 to 20 this year. (sighs) <sighs> 61 to 20 the Royals have been outscored by the Tigers at Kauffman Stadium this year. 
I mean, tonight, the reason it's such a bad loss, you're on national TV again, and the Royals seem to always lose the last month when they're on national TV, and usually not even in a close fashion, usually not even a good game. National TV, you have a sold-out crowd all weekend with standing room only. You have huge buzz around this town. And she has to do something special. You know, you got, what, five articles this morning in the Kansas City Star about the Royals? It, it felt like the, the day before opening day, the Sunday before opening day, when the, when the Star does their typical Royals section, their baseball section, which I always love. That's what it felt like today. There was that much coverage, that much excitement. Great start to the game by the crowd. They were so in it, and the Royals just come out and give up three in the first. And it, It's just so disappointing. Like, if you're going to lose to Detroit, can you at least play a clean game and not be their ragdoll? We're just getting thrown around like we're a little brother or a ragdoll. And it's embarrassing, guys. I'm not going to tell you that. So let's not, let's not, you know, let's just, let's just quit talking about this game. It does nobody any good. The Royals know they're getting their butts kicked this year by Detroit. Detroit knows it. We know it. The national media knows it. But you know what? At the end of the day, the Royals are still right there with a chance to win the next two and get back in a dead tie going into the last week. And guess what? At that point, they don't have to play Detroit anymore. So if they can somehow find a way to win the next two games, you're done with Detroit at that point, most likely. You'd be tied with them. You know, the earliest you'd see them is the ALCS after that. So you get out of this weekend with a tie and anything's possible. The Royals have Cleveland and Minnesota. Cleveland lost tonight. That's about the only good news because, as we speak, Oakland's up 3-1 to in the eighth inning over Philadelphia, and Seattle already whooped up on Houston. So the Royals are now in a dead tie with Seattle, if you count the half game as a loss on Monday. So the Royals are essentially tied with Seattle and essentially a game back of Oakland if Oakland hangs on to win. So uh, the Royals are in a dogfight, guys. Most likely a game back of the first wild card, tie for the second. Now sitting two back of Detroit, if you count that Monday game as a loss. they got to win. If they want to even dream of the division, they have to win the next two or it's over. You go into that last week, two behind Detroit, with Detroit wrapping up with seven at home against the Twins and the White Sox. Forget it, it's over. Especially with Anibal Sanchez coming back. You have to win the next two, period. And if you don't, well, you know what? You don't deserve the division at that point. If you can only muster what, five or six wins the whole year against Detroit, you don't probably deserve the division, if we're being completely honest. And it sucks to say that. The good thing is I think the Royals still have a chance at this. James Shields tomorrow. We saw what he did last time against Detroit. He will be fired up tomorrow. He will be focused tomorrow. I especially love that Detroit and Parcella were talking from the other dugout on that rain night when they were talking trash to Shields and he was kind of motioning back and there was some definitely some verbal stuff going on. I mean, these two teams don't love each other right now. There's no doubt about that. They're, the Tigers just kind of don't take the Royals serious. They just kind of laugh at them. And the Royals are just kind of getting sick of them and pissed at them. You can tell. So I expect Shields to be fired up. I expect seven or eight innings of one run ball tomorrow out of Shields. That's what an ace does. That's what a big game guy does. And I think that's what Shields will do tomorrow. And if he can do that, the Royals can, I, I believe, find a way to get two or three runs off of Max Scherzer and win the game tomorrow. And, you know, but the Tigers hit four tomorrow. You're pretty much effed. So the Royals must keep them in line tomorrow, and I believe Shields will do that. The other good thing about tomorrow is you get to come right back and play baseball tomorrow. You're not waking up at 10 or 11 and having to sit around for five hours you know, or until you go to the park and eight hours that you play. The good thing about tomorrow is you get up you know, around 9 o'clock, 8.30, head over to the park. Actually, it's a noon game, isn't it? So they'll be getting up around 8. They'll be at the park by 9. May or may not have batting practice tomorrow. I guess they probably will. But you get there at the park by 9, and then you can play right away, which is nice. Get the bad taste out of your mouth. Get a win tomorrow for the Royals. Now, Sunday, Rick Porcello, Jeremy Guthrie. A lot of people are down on Jeremy Guthrie. Don't don't put me in that group. I think Guthrie's had a very good season for a, a number four slash number five. 
I mean, if you were expecting Guthrie to be Corey Kluber or Chris Sale, then of course you're going to be let down. But Jeremy Guthrie is what he is. He eats innings. The majority of the time, he keeps your team in the game. Now, recently, I will admit he's been pretty bipolar, and he admitted the same thing. He's either really good or really bad recently. But I expect him to be able to steady things out, give us seven innings of three-run ball on Sunday, and I believe the Royals will be able to score some off of Porcello as well. So I, I'm not – to me, Vargas is the worst matchup, p- starting pitching-wise, for the Royals. The three best ones, no doubt, are Shields, Duffy, and Ventura. I'm not going to argue with that. I would put Guthrie fourth and Vargas fifth if you're talking about matchups versus Detroit. But the good news is the pitching stacks up good at Cleveland. A couple lefties in that and Vargas and Duffy against all their left-handed bats. And you've got Ventura in the middle. Find a way to win these next two games and you find yourself in pretty good shape. You'd be tied with Detroit. Most likely have a game or two lead on the wild card as well. So let's just take it one day at a time. I'm sick of trying to figure out what everyone's going to do every day. It gets kind of exhausting and I'm sure it gets boring to listen to when we play the what-if game. So let's just win some damn games. they got to go out tomorrow and win. If they're going to make the playoffs, they're on, they're, on, they're on national TV. They're getting sold-out crowds. Start playing like it. Don't be the same old Royals. I'm sick of the national media calling them the same old Royals. I'm sick of Detroit's media and Detroit's snarky attitudes and Verlander's you know, talking trash to Giovatella for running to third and trying to score. Why would the Royals not try to score? That's just that's dumb baseball etiquette. You know, I know all about the you're up by seven, eight, nine runs and three innings ago. You don't steal a base. You don't pour it on. But why can the Royals not score when they're down by ten? That's just stupid. Screw you, Verlander. <laughs> Sorry to be unprofessional. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of unprofessional tonight. Normally, I'm a little bit more professional than this. I'm just, you know, I'm just, kind of, I have a bad taste in my mouth, and I hope the Royals do too. I expect that they do, and I expect they'll play much better tomorrow and get a W. So try to hang in there. It sucks, but remember, if the Royals can somehow sneak out two wins, even though they were miserable against Detroit this year, they can still win this division very easily with two more wins. And I guess worst case, they got to win one if you want to get that wild card. You lose both of the next two games, you're in deep trouble heading into next week. But let's hope that doesn't happen. I don't think it will. Get a W tomorrow, and we'll have it again for you on Clubhouse Conversation tomorrow evening. Have a good night. Go Royals.